0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the first episode of Side Chats with your host from Flyer Enterprises. My name is Sam McKenzie, and I'm the Vice President of Operations, and I'm here with Abby Cataldi, the Divisional President of Art Street Cafe and The Chill, and our very own CEO, Carolyn Haney. So with this year being our celebration of our 20th anniversary of Flyer Enterprises, we wanted to honor and highlight those who helped contribute to Effie's successes today. So throughout our episodes, we will get to hear the history and the stories of some of our FE alumni over the past 20 years. So we figured there'd be no better way to kick off this first episode of the podcast series than with Catherine Mix and Mike Kayser, the founders of The Blend, back in 2000. So welcome, Catherine and Mike, and thanks again for joining us on our podcast.
1: It's great to be here. Thanks. Thanks for having both of us. I'd love to get started just
2: hearing a little bit about your past at UD what your major was maybe where you lived when you graduated and what you were involved in maybe besides FE uh
3: yeah I can go first uh so um uh, let's see uh, my major was management information systems and entrepreneurship um I graduated in 2002 um coincidentally I lived on 202 uh lawn view uh, my, my senior year and uh, outside of Flyer Enterprises, I was involved in uh, you know, Christmas off campus. Uh, I was on the ultimate Frisbee uh, team we had at the time and did a study abroad in Germany.
1: And I also graduated in 2002. My senior year, I lived in 3Evanston, which now is right across from the RecPlex. So a really great location. I was a marketing major. Um, Involved, you know, I think a lot about my time at UD and I spent a lot of time at The Blend, a lot, Um, but I also was involved in things like Big Brothers Big Sisters was really important to me, Uh, like Mike said Christmas on campus, um, and then intramurals were just always a lot of fun.
4: Absolutely. And I think it's kind of cool that a lot of those things are still present on campus today. So we've had the opportunity to be involved in Christmas on campus, intramurals, um, all that sort of thing. So it's definitely nice to be able to kind of share those memories with you all.
0: Even A couple of my good friends lived in 3 Evanston last year, so I know exactly what you're talking about. Uh, So I guess kind of to kick it off, uh, we were interested in just kind of hearing the whole story of how the blend came to be. So like, Uh, What was kind of the process to secure the space? What were some of the things that you guys had to do behind the scenes to really ramp it up and get to the beginnings of what we've got today?
3: Would you like to go first, Catherine?
1: Go for it, Mike. I'll chime in.
3: (laughs) Okay. Um, Yeah, so there was a a club on campus for uh, Catherine and I's um, freshman year called Dayton Student agencies and uh, just like any other campus club it was one that um, people could join they had flyers up uh, during the first few weeks of of school and um, uh, we we applied to join the club Um, got in the the people running the club included uh, Emily Bracken, Renee DeMarkey, um, uh, Todd Sharp Um, and we kind of split up into groups early on uh, looking to start a number of new student-run businesses in the form of Rudy's Flyby, uh, the, the convenience store on, on, on campus run by students. So um, one of the projects was for uh, a coffee shop, yet to be named at that point. Uh, one of them was for a, um, um, a, a place that you could uh, uh, get food uh, in, in the middle of, of campus. And another one was for a clothing line. Uh, that would uh, be a theme. So um, uh, it turned out the the, the coffee shop uh, uh, team is one that the uh, university really took hold of, uh, got, got excited about uh, when they were going to be re- rehabbing the Learning Teaching Center in the basement of the library. And um, that's where we kind of met and part- started partnering with uh, Deb Bickford. Is that a good enough start for you, Catherine?
1: Yeah, that's, that's great. Um... One, one of the things I remember <clears throat> early on working with Deb Bickford is just the opportunity we had to, to start seeing architectural designs of how the whole space, including the blend, would be laid out. And that was really cool, not something I'd ever been a part of before. And I remember oftentimes walking past the library at at the back of the library and kind of peering in to see what work was being done was it uh, starting to take shape at all and into this beautiful space that we would eventually have Um, but the piece I would add you know to what Mike said about Dayton student agencies is I feel like it was a little bit of just fortuitous luck on our parts to be part of the organization that had the university's backing and and really paired nicely with the the Ryan C. Harris Learning Teaching Center. Um, For me, I worked at a coffee shop in high school, so that was my natural passion and and affinity at at the time as well.
3: The the, um, not-so-secret secret secret is that I had not drank coffee uh, until starting to work on this project, and I needed uh, Catherine to teach me all about it. I know exactly how that's
0: how that is, just kind of trying to learn everything about coffee in a quick two years basically
4: <laughs> So when you guys were creating this blend, um, obviously you all were I'm assuming part of the naming process. Were there any alternative names that you guys came up with that didn't end up getting used, or tell me a little bit about how you decided on the name of the blend
3: yeah you, you know um uh, my mom likes to take credit for the, the, the name of, of the blend. Uh, she had come up with the words uh, utopian uh, in, in blendings. Um, and blendings. And so we were trying to play around with that. I, I think Catherine and I had talked a little bit about that over summer break. And when we got back on campus, uh, we, we kind of felt like we were stuck. We didn't want to call this the coffee project anymore. So one of the first items on, on our list was, was to name it. We had kind of thrown around different versions of those words um, and kind of the most simple of the blend. uh, um, It was a unanimous decision uh, for those of us uh, that were there.
1: One of the things that's I think really fun about the blend, like Mike just said, our family, our housemates, roommates were really involved in in the project. Um, I can remember taking different coffee cups that we plan to serve coffee in and having my roommates like look at them. What do you guys think? Which ones do you like? Um, and actually at the time it was my boyfriend's father. He, he's now my husband's uh, dad. So my father-in-law, he is uh, an artist and he actually designed the original logo of the blend. So just lots of examples of how so many people um, in our world were really, really part of this project all the way along.
4: It's awesome to hear. I know um, still today we have rebranding for divisions like we just did with the galley to fly by um, this past summer. We've had a lot of involvement from our community, from the UD community, from alumni, from current students, all um, kind of telling us their input. So we really like to listen to our customer base and our employees, uh, much like you guys did.
0: So what was kind of like the timeline overall between when you kind of first started with the agencies and then started to really see the architectural changes and eventually opening up into the blend.
1: I can remember that Dayton Student Agencies, DSA, a lot of that work happened beginning in the the fall of our freshman year. And then that kind of shifted into writing the business plan proposal. Um, I think once we had that approval, that's then when we we moved towards um, kind of a a formal opening date, which would have been January of 2000. Those are my foggy details. Mike, what else do you want to add to that?
3: Uh, I I think you nailed it. Uh, Uh, we we knew the coffee shop I think was going to be a go at the very end of our of our freshman year, and then the beginning of our sophomore year was um, all about getting that established, and then yeah, opening the doors in in January.
4: Looking back on that opening day, tell me what it was like if you if you can remember you know what the emotions were like if people were excited.
3: Uh, yeah, I think opening day for me, that was worth the tuition cost uh, right there. So um, uh, the, the feeling of all of the, that time, all the work that it took to get there, all of the, um, the, the, the one of the biggest challenges is that we that turned out to not be a challenge uh, was um, bringing experts from the coffee industry in and having them say, you guys are in trouble. You're in the basement of the library. Um, at that point in time, the back of the library was not open, so there was no foot track of traffic whatsoever. You'd have to make a decision to go down uh, for either one of the Ryan C. Harris Learning Teaching Center um, offices or the Blend. Those are the only reasons you'd be going down there. And um, uh, the, to, to see how well the campus community responded to it. Uh, and um, uh, that was an awesome, awesome feeling. So that was a problem that didn't uh, actually pan out. The, the one that I didn't see coming was uh, standing next to Catherine as the we um, shut down for the night and realizing we had never thought about how to shut down. So we had a bunch of, we had a cash register we'd been running all day, and we had a bunch of money, and we had a safe, and we didn't know how that all came together. So we, that's the kind of improvisation that we needed to make happen, um, which it was just a lot of excitement.
1: I was actually talking with my one of my college roommates about opening day, uh, Natalie Rolo, and she reminded me of something I had completely forgotten. I, I remembered she was our first customer and she was really, really adamant about being our first customer. She was just um, one of many great, great supporters along the way. But as you can imagine, Deb Bickford was such a huge, <laughs> support to us the whole way. And I think Deb had planned to be our first customer. So there was a little bit of like, oh, well, what should we do? Because Deb's such a gracious person. She wasn't going to say, no, you can't do that. I'm doing it. And so how how it turned out is Deb actually gave us our first dollar and had left money under the cash register. So that the first official money we took in was from Deb Bickford. But then our first official order was actually from, from my roommate, Natalie. And so I, I had forgotten about this, how that all played out, but as she was retelling it, it, it was very vivid in, in my mind. And um, just like Mike has said, just a reminder of how exciting it was that we finally had arrived at, at the opening day.
4: Absolutely. I can imagine that. It's all the emotions. And Deb Bickford still has a seat on our board of directors, so she's really been able to see the Blend kind of grow and flourish, go through its ups and downs over the past 20 years. So I'm sure that's been really exciting for her. But Catherine and Mike, you guys had the opportunity to come back and tour the FE divisions a few weeks ago here. So what was it like being back on campus, being back at the Blend? Um, How have you seen the Blend kind of change over the years?
3: Yeah, so um, it, it had been a little while since I, I was on campus and, and uh, I just thank you guys so much for welcoming me back it, it was a it was an awesome experience. Um, biggest surprise for me walking in is is how um, less books oriented the library is now. Uh, so, so much more uh, uh, digital has been happening over time. Um, uh, um, and. Uh, another surprise for me was the switching of the coffee roaster uh, over the years. And uh, uh, when we first got started, um, I believe it was soon after we first got started, uh, Starbucks opened up on the outside of, of campus, and that was our top competition. And and now they're our supplier. So um, th- that was one of the surprises I found.
1: And, and for myself, I actually have the wonderful privilege to work at UD. And so... I see the evolution the changes much more consistently. But one of the things that really was a treat was to see Mike again on campus and, and kind of see some of the, the changes through his eyes as well. Um, but a, a few things that have always stood out to me as, as some of the evolution is just the way it, the blend has innovated how Menu. The menu is reflected and visible. That was always a challenge early on is like, okay, where will people stand in line? Where will they be looking? Where should we have menu and pricing? So seeing some of that really grow over time has has been great to see, as well as just always seeing the names added on our memory alumni board at at the back of the blend. That's always just a real point of of pride and joy for me to see how many students have have been a part of this and really been able to have some amazing experiences.
4: And I will add um, that board in the back of the blend is actually how I first came into contact with Catherine and Mike. So I saw their names up there. Um, I was a little bit curious about the history of the blend and how it's founded. So through LinkedIn, I was able to kind of reach out based on those names that were signed up there. So I guess we owe it all to that board for the creation of all of this.
2: That is one thing that I just love about Effie is that no matter... How long ago you were involved in it, you still have such a big part in it and still has such a big part of you. So I was just wondering if you could pick one memory that st- stands out as your favorite, what would that be for both of you?
1: Well, I'm I'm gonna pick two. Um, I think uh, the, the first more recent piece that stands out to me is reconnecting with Mike on a lot of these blend memories recently when I, I had a chance to have dinner with um, him over the summer, he brought his his memory book and it was one just great that he had all of this captured in one place. But what I loved is you have the first half that was very um, focused on, on the work of the blend. And then you have the second half of, of all the blend parties and the, the social aspect of how much we, as a group really connected with each other and enjoyed um, being with each other and not only on the venture but uh, as, as college students so that was a, a treat um, recently but when I, I think back to the days of the blend one of the things that was a lot of fun for me was when we did a chocolate taste test and so we were really evaluating what type of chocolate should we use? Should we stick with this um, expensive Ghirardelli chocolate? Should we look at Hershey's? And we ran it like a a blind taste test. And it was just uh, a great fun. Um, And it ended up that Hershey's won out, which kind of surprised all of us too. So that was that was really awesome. And I'm not getting paid for that or compensated by Hershey's for that.
3: <laughs> uh, yeah, for, for me, I'd say it's it's the people, uh, just like Catherine. So um, I think we tried at the time we were getting things going to make sure that we were working hard. We we wanted to be a success as a business, but then also playing hard uh, uh, together, if, if you will. So we, we also had lots of fun uh, outside of work. And, and some of those people are still some of my, um, my best friends. I I I went to Catherine's uh, uh, wedding, Um, being back together with her when we got, uh, uh, when um, uh, Carolyn helped to connect us because we just hadn't talked in too long. Um, And being able to talk to her uh, boyfriend, now husband, uh, at at dinner, that was just, it was was a really great time. And it's almost like we had not uh, skipped a beat. Um, uh, So lifelong uh, relationships that we helped to build there. Um, And then I also think, you know, with all of what I learned while I was there, and I've learned a lot and it's, it's stuck with me. Um, I think part of helping to know that I built something that's living on something that, um, is being handed down and, and being cared for, uh, by, by those who who are taking it next and, and all of the people who are getting that experience as they go, um, uh, means a whole lot. Yeah, that's awesome. I think that to me, like, I'm really excited just to
0: see in the future, once I graduate, just to come back and see if anything continue Well, when things continue, if, um, I can create a lasting impact, and that's something that I can only imagine is, is awesome for you guys to experience. Uh, so, like when you guys were first establishing, what were some of the ways that you kind of, or what are some of the things that you guys went through to establish that team and that, that group of blend employees that uh, eventually became long life
3: friends? I can remember, um, you know, I, I, as the guy who didn't drink coffee uh, before this, uh, let alone espresso drinks. Uh, And and Catherine having to pull me along that when it came time for, you know, training everyone on how to do this stuff. um, I, I really relied on on Catherine, so she might be the better one to answer.
1: Yeah, one of the things I can remember is really sitting down and thinking about how do we establish profit margins on our drinks so thinking about the cost that that goes into each drink. Was a really real world interesting exercise for a, a 19, 20 year old. Um, so I thought that was a, a pretty phenomenal experience. The process of like assembling our team, Mike, I you know, I remember we had kind of our niche roles. We fell into you as president, me as, vice president of operations. And then we knew the gaps of um, accounting, human resources and marketing were the next kind of three pieces that that we knew we had to fill. Um, And so those were some of the initial roles we looked at. I honestly don't really recall the interview process. I don't know, Mike, if you can fill in any gaps there.
3: So I looked back at some of my notes uh, ahead of this, and we did a shot at uh, filling some of those key um, leadership positions, and we did not get much of uh, a a response for it uh, on our first swing. And so I think you you and I were like, this isn't good enough. Um, And uh, we um, set out to uh, do that along with uh, Kathy Payne and Karen Mesher. We put out a... Uh, a four-person marketing effort around campus for this opportunity to apply for these positions like you would not imagine. And I think we've got, we got something like um, uh, 100 people to, to, to apply. Um, and so um, uh, that's, a, I guess, an example of uh, trying something, and when it doesn't work, uh, trying something else.
2: Absolutely. I'm sure it felt great to finally get your team together and Start working and form that cohesive bond that all of the leadership teams since have had. So, I guess to wrap things up, we have one final question for you. Since uh, flyer Enterprises is always focused on growing and expanding, if you could create one division with no limitations, what would it be?
3: Should I go first or you, Catherine?
1: Go for it, Mike.
3: Uh, Yeah. So, so no restrictions. Um, You know, I look around, we've got lots of uh, businesses where it makes sense for business school students, right? To, and I know you don't have to be a business school major to be a part of Flyer Enterprises because so many are not. I would love to have something that really engages our engineering school. So I would say if we could do an, uh, make electric cars, um, I think that would be like a, a really good route to go. No, no restrictions.
4: Absolutely. We'll keep that one in mind. Don't put me on that team. <laughs>
1: Oh, Carolyn, I'm sure you could make that happen. (laughs) Um, I'll break the rules again. I have two. So uh, one is just my love in general for ice cream always. So I think an ice cream shop would would be phenomenal on campus. But the other that comes to mind is a food truck. And and thinking about how that could be incorporated into a, a student model, I imagine that would have a lot of interesting complexities, <laughs> um, risk, insurance, legalities around that. Um, and maybe it could be an ice cream food truck. So couldn't you see that that um, music through the student neighborhood, just <laughs> bringing great joy.
4: Oh, okay. <laughs> We'll
1: create you an ice cream food truck if you'll
4: be our first customer.
1: I will be a repeat customer.
4: <laughs> I love that idea. That'll
3: definitely uh, be taken into account, especially the cars as well. Once we figure <laughs> <out>. <laughs> yeah, we need a good Tesla um, uh, competitor within Flyer Enterprises. Yeah.
1: Maybe, Maybe it could be a solar-powered ice cream food truck.
3: This is the kind of uh, uh, inventive, creative uh, (laughs) energy that uh, launched the blend right there from Catherine Mix. Perfect.
0: Well, as we wrap up, we want to thank you guys for giving us a taste of what it was like to be in your shoes as the founders of a division that is still so successful today. Uh, We're looking forward to continuing the celebration by chatting with a variety of alumni in the upcoming episodes. So thanks again, Catherine and Mike, for joining Flyerside Chats, and we'll see you guys next time. Thank you.
1: Thanks so much for having us.